Come and grab your friends. It's time for MetaWatch, the world's first and only MetaBots podcast that's lactose-free. Hi, my name is Mitch. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm lightly dusted with cheese brother. Joining me as always is the world's biggest fan of that good, good nut milk, Colin. Hi, my name is Colin, and I'm having an awful night, but whatever, my pronouns are they and them. How are you doing today? <laughs> it, it, it's been a journey to get here today. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know, uh, oh, buddy, I don't want to get into it too much, uh, but, you know, tonight's, the first episode is Ban All Metabots, and I think that we should ban all fracking. Um, let's just get out there right now. Uh, fuck Joe Biden. Fuck him. Whatever. Even if he wins. Ban fracking. Hate it. Can't stand it. I uh, yeah, it's whatever. Let's, uh, how, how you doing, Mitch? How's it going? Yes. You had a good week? You enjoy your week off? N- no. <laughs> I did not. This has been uh, an incredibly stressful time politically. And then, you know, I just make poor decisions on a personal level. So it's just been fantastic. I love it. Uh, I also have watched these episodes nine times because I kept forgetting. And then I lost my notes. So I had to rewatch them. That's too many times. I'm going to be honest. That's too many times to watch two episodes of Metabots. <laughs> Especially these two episodes. They're good episodes. Um, but they're. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um they feel a little bit more shallow than some of them, which is weird. I no, I think I think the first episode, really good, solid episode, um, like absolutely great episode as far as anything is concerned. I think the second episode, like, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna lie, like, I felt like it was, I felt like that episode lasted five minutes, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. got like a shit ton of world building in it, but like that, the, ooh, um, yeah, uh. Uh, fucking meet your meta maker. I feel like it's gonna fucking fly by when we talk about it. But yeah, uh, nothing we happened. Get started. Yeah, uh, I'll put it like yeah, this: nothing we get, happened. We get to a the lot point, of lore. <laughs> I, I to the point where I started writing um, Fox and Sox style rhymes about metabots as opposed to actual notes at one point in time during that episode. That that's how um, little I've, it had I've, going yeah. on. I feel like it's going to have far-reaching uh, implications for the lore that we're coming up with or figuring out for Metabots, but, like, yeah, like, basically nothing happens in that episode. Uh, I feel like, uh, wow, man, um, if we're just going to get into it, mm-hmm. I hope that my crown that I swallowed tonight passes as quickly as that episode happened. Well, uh, <laughs> but unlike this episode, you're not going to stick it back in... No, all right. Um, so, Ban All Metabots is a... <laughs> Really good title, and it's in both the sub and the dub, uh, which is not... This is this is such a good episode. Yeah. Just flat out top tier of all episodes that we've watched so far. Um, it, I, definitely I only have one issue. We'll them. get into it. Uh, the very last scene I have an issue yeah. with, but past that, like, we're good. There's a lot of there's a lot of yikes moments in this episode specifically, but it's mostly because of either how prescient it was for our current timeline or just how bad things were in the 90s, I guess, that I was barely alive for. But let's get into it. Um, we're starting off Ban All uh, Metabots with uh, the Rubber Robos have uh, decided to become dandies, uh, you know, dandy guys with Metabots. Uh, and they have made a, um, a little hot rod cart that, uh, they have two metabots pulling along that they're kind of like, you know, making a menace amongst the streets of, uh, whatever town this is. 
um, and they're they're harassing a bunch of moms on the streets, and uh, they nearly run over an old lady and run over her bags that are filled with uh, anti-aging cream, and all of them decide to ban to they're going to blame it on the metabots is what it is. <laughs> it, it's very good. Uh, in the I, I do like the anti-aging creep of the dub. I, I think that makes her even pettier. Uh, in the sub, it is um, clothes she bought on sale with the secret money she hid from her husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's um What's her name in the sub? Because uh, she's got a very good name in the dub, I can say that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I don't know if anyone was named other than the principal and, oh, okay. and the robot. That's wild. Uh, yeah, I, because... I don't uh, remember in names dub, in general. she's what? She's... <laughs> but I, I don't think she was given a name. Yeah, because uh, in the dub she's what called Miss Mrs. Pimpley or whatever. Yeah, it's something like that. It's real. It's it's funny. Uh, it's kid humor. I like it. Yeah. Um, I will say a quick shout out uh, to Japanese rockabilly. I you know oh, uh, mm-hmm. Blinky Jet City, one of my favorite bands. Um, uh, gl- glad to see some dandy guys around here. Uh, glad glad to see some various Yankees uh, and what have you. Uh- <laughs> uh- this entire episode is just, um, as of now, the pinnacle of Metabot's design. Uh, the characters are just phenomenal. Uh, the good guys, well, okay, the bad guys, the other bad guys, and then uh, the children. <laughs> and then we see, uh, a little bit later, a bunch of different robot designs we see never again, as far as I've seen so far. Yeah. And it's, every bit and, of it's And, perfect. like, the, the, yeah, uh... Uh, the the big featured uh kind of like metabot for the episode the um uh the the land motors mm-hmm. is that what they're called yes, like it they're is. like that's a fucking sick design like i'm i'm glad to see it uh i like to look at it uh very diaclone yeah yeah but okay cool uh so next scene uh the kids you know Icky, arika uh the screws and everybody are playing dodgeball against their metabots and sam gets mad because arika keeps beaning peppercat uh with the ball it's very good um they get into a fight uh the principal shows up to stop it uh and you know uh even offers to be their dodgeball target to help assuage any kind of like things going on and even says uh uh maybe you should play something more or oh no wait, sorry uh but at, at once he does that once he and samurai uh like come in to kind of intercede and say like oh yeah you can throw uh dodgeballs at us uh, uh they're like oh maybe you should play something more low impact like lawn bowling or bingo which is pretty <laughs> insulting to your authority figure coming in and like trying to make an honest connection and like help you all out and you know offer themselves up to be hit by balls and whatever <laughs> it's good uh i um in the sub it's the samurai goes you know maybe you should do something a little bit less uh physically strenuous and then he goes don't treat me like i'm too old and then uh Erika goes well you're both very old and that's when it's on <laughs> they have a very good yeah. um eye glint moment here and then it's just ah. Uh, there's a lot of really cool faces in this episode. I'm going to do my best to get them for Metarach. Yeah. Uh, it's yes, it's very good. And also th- this is this is the thing we've been craving for so long. This is in fact the the principal and samurai episode of of Metabots and I'm so happy it's finally here. <laughs> and what a hell of an episode for them uh character-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we find out the uh, the the mom squad, the PTO, is uh, gearing up to bag some metabots. They're they're ready to take them down. 
uh, which is uh, when we find out that uh, when Arika and Samurai go to face, face off against each other, we find out that Samurai used to be a pitcher in the Tokyo Metabot Baseball League. Uh, so, you know, claws up. Um, <laughs> fucking baseball's here now. Uh, and uh, Arika handily loses. Um, uh, and then uh, Samurai and Metabee begin to bond together. Over, over, you know, their their uh, uh, concurrent skills. Uh, we find out that Samurai isn't actually old. He is just made to look old. It's good. Uh, and, and then the, the yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, samurai is not old. Metabee is actually older than the Samurai because of how old his model yes. is, which is really funny. Um, so he throws this really amazing ball and um, probably would have killed Arika. Um, maybe. Um and as he throws it, he says, flaming meteor enlightened ball rainbow deluxe. <laughs> That's good. But he he uh, talks about Sun Tzu right before he throws it. Yeah. So this is probably yeah, like you do the, I mean, he was already top tier metabot, but now he might be the best metabot in the show. <laughs> oh man. The thing that like is really driving me crazy about this whole thing is like, yes, they are, they are explicitly treating samurai like he's old because he looks like an old man. Like, that's it. That's that's the joke, is that his parts make him look like an old man because he has old man samurai parts or whatever. But even then, uh, as far as age goes, the fact that, like, Metabee is, like, an older model doesn't even really matter. Because, as we know, the thing that gives a Metabot, like, life and spark and personality is their metal. Mm-hmm. Um and so presumably, like, their parts don't actually matter at all to that. And it's all just down to, like, how how long their metal has been in a metabot, how many matches they've gone through, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it's just, I don't know. Uh, it's a wild time. It's a wild time for the lore tonight. <laughs> You're only as old as you feel and uh, are programmed to feel. Well, oh, um, uh, the PTO, there's a great uh, joke. Yeah. There's a great joke that's in the sub that is not in the dub. And I don't want to blow past this because oh. it's rare so he, yeah he goes you showed guts uh you show guts back there youngin he goes i don't have guts i have a tin pet <laughs> then they shake hands and it's oh no i'm pretty sure i'm was, pretty sure that's that in, in the this? dub too oh good good yeah i know i i distinct yeah i distinctly remember that in the dub i just i'm taking more broad notes now but yeah no he does act yeah better be absolutely says right, that because i did not remember <laughs> that in the dub but i watched that once and that was a month ago i guess I guess maybe you should watch the episodes twelve times next time. Man, man, okay. Don't but. don't do that. Don't actually do that. <laughs> that already takes me a couple hours. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Uh. But at this point, the PTO finally rolls up on this whole scene of watching this this metabot just savage a young girl, um, and uh, proclaim that they they've already banned metabots from school, and seeing that uh you know despite the fact that uh you know. They've done that. There's still metabot action going on uh, on school grounds, um, which, uh, you know, uh, uh, the principal and Samurai try and, like, you know, like, oh, well, it's, it's you know, classes and in session and it's after school and blah, 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 blah. But they, they uh, hammer down onto it and decide that they are now going to confiscate all metabots on campus and they throw a big net and catch everybody except for Samurai and Metabee who escape. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's the start of the big conflict for this episode. Uh, and we quickly transfer to a PTO montage of every, uh, uh, 
mom's opinion on metabots and we get everything from if we let our kids play with robots they'll become robots to uh you know um uh uh, our kids will thank us when they're older and bitter like me to, you know, uh, some, one single mom being like, well, I think it's okay that they have robots around. You know, it's a it's a whole wide thing, but pretty much we've got a hundred different opinions about why metabots are bad. Certainly takes me back to being a middle schooler during the Pokemon CCG oh, gosh, first yeah. coming out. <laughs> my, uh, my old nun, uh, Sister um, Grigidan, still has uh, my Pokemon marbles from back uh when they made those i'm never getting them back <laughs> i i tried i i dis i distinctly remember a close friend of mine crying in the bathroom one day finding out that um you know they had banned all pokemon memorabilia from school because of the pokemon trading card game which we didn't even play during lunch but we still like would like show each other cards and stuff mm-hmm. they banned it simply because coin costs or the toy cost that um, they banned the entire like all Pokemon memorabilia simply because the card game had coin tosses in it, which made it gambling. Yep, I remember uh, them trying that here too. Oh man, yeah. Uh, we get a couple um, good things in the uh, in the sub about it. Uh, they're not funny, but they're uh, they ring a little truer to home. Um, uh, to steal from a person after winning a battle is barbaric. I I mean I don't disagree, but that's capitalism. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. If kids keep playing with their mechanical dolls all the time, they'll become introverts. I mean, it's a social game, so not really. Yeah, but okay. Um, I, I guess, I guess this is uh, that was translated to if we let our kids play with robots, they'll become robots. Uh, is how they made it into the dub. But here we are. <laughs> and then the rest of the parents just go, "Oh, they don't study anymore. Uh, it's you know hurting their education." I'm like, well. That sounds not like a robot problem, but okay. Um, but the best part of this whole entire scene um, is uh, Coach uh, Man Mountain is there, and uh, he's sitting almost next to the principal, which means, like I said in an earlier episode, he clearly has great test scores. He's clearly a great teacher to have such a high place of prominence at this PTA meeting. Yeah. Good for him. And he even says, "Hey, I used to hate I used to hate metabots, and then I got one, and now I understand how good they are, especially to to eat, which is kind of weird." But <laughs> <laughs> it's if anyone should be listened to here, it would be him, not the principal. I get it, but definitely Coach Man Mountain. Look at him. Uh, they also so they skimped a lot of the details covering um, for these couple scenes. They have skipped a lot of the the visual details on these people. Uh, and the visual detail they refused to skimp on for Coach Man Mountain were his beautiful eyelashes. And I really appreciate that. You know, he does have absolutely beautiful eyelashes. Uh, what a, you know, f- fucking, yeah, make make eyelashes masculine or feminine or whatever. Just promote people having nice eyelashes. It's good. It's a good thing to have. Put some mascara on. It'll make you look good. Fucking whatever. <laughs> Everyone looks good with light eyelashes. It, it's, it's a fact. So the kids revolt at all this. Um, they should. And uh, one, they bust into the PTO meeting and then demand, how would you like it if we showed up to your PTO meeting and took all of your horn ripped glasses? Uh, which <laughs> is great. Love it. Well, great. Good threat uh, for all these old women. Uh, and this is also when kind of the teachers begin to step in and say like, oh, metabots aren't that bad. And that's when coach actually does say that metabots taste like chicken. Um <laughs> 
which we love. We love to hear. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, it, it's um, the major difference between the dub and the sub in this episode is um, obviously the dub has more humor, um, which normally works in its favor. Uh, I think in this episode, um, I lean more towards the sub uh, because it is it more focuses on the rights of the kids. Uh, everything they're saying okay, is yeah, more uh, rights focused. Uh, when they pop in, they're not, you know, well, how would you feel if we took your horn and glasses? They're saying what you're saying is selfish and short-sighted. Blaming metabots for everything is childish and selfish, and you should not call yourselves adults. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Icky said I, that. I'm championing I, Icky. I think, <laughs> I think we're going to get very into what the history of student protests in Japan were compared to what the, the idea of protests were in America mm-hmm. in 2001 very soon. In the meantime, we get another montage of a bunch of the PTO members rounding up all the metabots they can find on campus while commuting, communicating back and forth via radio, uh, referring to each other as either hairy mole or chicken legs. Uh, how does that go down in the sub? Uh, uh, same same uh, uh, call signs? They don't speak at all. Uh, it is okay. done without any joy or um, words to the children because the children do not matter to them at this point in the episode. They don't okay. factor into things, uh, we have, which we, is neat. Uh, we do eventually transfer to uh, the 7-Eleven, uh, where the PTO is picketing in front of uh, the convenience store because they are one of the big purveyors of meta parts um, that they're, they're you know, kind of admonishing Henry for taking part in. And then also nearby, uh, we have Arika and several of the other students from the school uh, passing out petitions for their freedom as students and their, mm-hmm. their rights to uh, have metabot friends. And uh, various other political literature, like really good, really good to see Erika is organizing a lit drop. Um, she won all those know, awards. It's, it's good political praxis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's you know she she already has a, a, that experience doing um, uh, journalism. It's a short jump to uh, doing agitprop. G- fucking Erika, best character in the show, hands down, absolutely, all the time. Hey, uh, Colin, um, real quick, uh, yeah. What did those signs happen to say in the dub? Any, anything fun? Um, I think they were still in Japanese, so I did not read them. <laughs> All right, because I got, you know, protect the children, eradicate the metabots, you know, normal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, uh, that's wild. The, the word eradication appeared on screen multiple times this episode. You gotta, you know, it's for, it's against robots, so it's not racist, apparently. <laughs> I, I mean, I disagree, but, um... Okay, I guess we just live in two different um, 22nd centuries, I guess, is when we are. Yeah, you know. Also, Rakusho's here. Rakusho's just hanging out, just watching everything. I assume in the sub, he's just literally hanging out on a power line. Like, we get, like, one line from him. It's not even, it's just a fucking, another, like, little poetry aside or whatever. But, like, I'm assuming it's just him looking at people while he sits there, because that's what Rakusho does in the sub. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not entirely sure he talks. Every time he shows up on screen, I just go, oh, cool guy pose. And then that overrides anything my brain is reading at the time. Because he's never yeah, not just know. sitting back, relaxing in a cool guy pose. That, that's all my brain sees when I see him. That's a personal problem, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just what he does. Um, it, it's a uh, life. We do cut back to Icky's household. 
Um, Icky's mom thinks that kids should be allowed to take Metabots to school because they're pets and pets are fine. Kids take their pets to school all the time, right? And which point that Icky and Metabi inform uh, Icky's mom that no, pets aren't allowed at school either. And she's just kind of confused about that, which is great. <laughs> now, hold on here. Um, this is where the dub does Icky's mom a disservice because she's, I like to think she pretends to be ditzy. Uh, in this, uh, in the sub, the conversation goes, I think Metabot should go to school. I mean, Metabee just wants to go to study because he's a little boy. And then he goes, yes, thank you. And Aki's like, wait, you want to study? And he goes, yeah, absolutely. So Metabee just goes to school. It wasn't out of loneliness like I thought. It's because he wants to be a real boy. And Aki's yeah, mom knew that. Uh, yeah, like this definitely like, oh, man, like um, with the, 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 the two-parter, where she uh like kind of like pulls the whole thing of like oh no like i uh it's my fault that i let you all roughhouse so you would uh, and and cause you all to like destroy the tv it's all my fault to then have them like apologize to her so that she could then quickly go like all right cool i'm taking your allowance away like i feel like definitely the dub does not sell uh icky's mom well enough absolutely you're 100% right about that she is much smarter and is like absolutely pulling an act uh, most of the time to just like be the good mom that she is. Like, I agree. Uh, it's, it's, uh, she's probably the best character in the show and the cleverness that she has is definitely one of the reasons she's one of the top contenders to be, uh, phantom thief retort. Uh, yeah, I was about to say she is as clever as a, um, as a metal, a metal thief could be possibly. Um, uh, we do move on to uh, the principal is trying to stop uh, the PTO from taking uh, Samurai by kind of like holding up in his office. Uh, but it turns out that Samurai has actually disappeared uh, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, Arika is just completely out of sorts. She doesn't know how to handle being away from Brass for this long. Like they have such a good bond. It's real cute. Um, uh, and, you know, Icky's trying to help her out with that until they fun- suddenly see that Metabee is just here at school, like, re- like unafraid of being taken by the PTO. Uh, and also Samurai appears up in a tree um, and uh, he reveals himself specifically to Metabee, Arika and Icky to tell them his plan for how they can beat the adults. It's a real good scene. Uh, obviously, any scene with the Samurai in it is a good scene. But him jumping out of that tree towards Metabee and like that instant bond of brotherhood that they share through this episode um, is so rare. And because Metabots is so antagonistic, even friends are uh, real antagonistic. The only real friendship we ever see um, that is mutually um, kind is between Brass and Rika. Everyone else is uh, pretty one sided one way or the other or just straight up kind of antagonistic in a fun way. Uh, but yeah. this like that that bond they share immediately because of a game of dodgeball. It's probably the best part of the show so far. Uh, we get a yeah. lot of that. The best part of the I, show is right here, but like, damn, listen, uh, you know, we, I, I feel like it's safe to say that like metabots and they're, you know, tend to have similar personality traits to, uh, their meta fighters. And we know that the principal is like a very caring, uh, personable educator and it makes sense that samurai would be a similar person and like really honestly care about the people that they're associated with so like i'm here for it it's uh, it's great it's it's good it's fantastic um we do quickly find out what samurai's plan is um because uh we see that uh at the the locked up 
gymnasium where all of the metabots are kind of like held in nets, uh, Metabi distracts the two PTO guards, <laughs> uh, you know, by waving his butt at them. Uh, so they they will chase after them, and while they're gone, Samurai cups, comes in and cuts the locks with his laser swords. Uh, they they bust out uh, so they can row battle the PTO. Um, uh, but it turns out that the these uh, the various students of this this elementary school have come together to form a straight up 60s style student protest fortress by piling up uh, desks. Uh, they've got little like helmets. They've got uh, vests on. It is like this is literally. Uh, I cannot underline this enough. This is a reference to the '60s student movement in Japan that was incredibly like anti-war, incredibly anti-nuclear power. Like one of one of the uh, strongest like student protest movements of like the '60s and '70s. Uh, absolutely, go look it up. It's a it's a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm I'm glad that they can positively reference it in regards to Metabot's rights. Uh, love to see it. Uh. It's great. Um, now, when I've been saying this entire time, I wanted a Metabot's episode to encourage class boycott. This isn't exactly what I meant, but you know what? I'm taking it. This was real good. Yeah. Um, Arika, you know, being the, the kind of like, you know, the, the big central person who should be at the forefront of this episode delivers their demands very clearly. They are going to boycott school until they're allowed metabots in their free time and during recess. Uh, they, their metabot should not be imprisoned simply for being on school grounds. You know, it's making the conceit of like, okay, school time is, is for, for learning, um, but, like, outside of that, we should be allowed to play with our robot friends whenever we mm-hmm. want. Like, you know, they're free people. Like, fucking release them. Um, here's the thing, though. One of the one of the PTO moms does say, check my purse. I think I have some pepper spray, which is a big yikes for me, yeah. dog. Yeah. Uh, which uh, is not the yeah. first time we will see a reference to quelling protests uh, in this episode. Which, uh, you know, I thought, I thought that, like, you know, the... the when I saw pepper spray be like a big thing that police deployed, it wasn't until the um, the Occupy Wall Street movement. Mm-hmm. So to have this come before that is just kind of like, mm, wow, you know, it's all cyclical, nothing new. <laughs> the world's always been awful. Yeah. Um, uh, luckily, that's not in the sub. Um, so the kids are <laughs> chanting and yelling about, um, you know, we will be heard. Uh, we will protect Metabots with our lives. Um, grownups, grownups just don't understand. Um, they don't. Will Smith taught us that. And the, the parents are going, don't they know, you know, we're doing this for own, their own good. Uh, this must be the metabots rotting their brains, stuff like that. But no threats of violence upon the children. Uh, just telling the principal he has to do something. Uh, which is when, uh, you know, the, the principal's waffling and that's when, uh, samurai appears to him. And, uh, you know, lets him know that he's forgotten his, his true purpose and his true meaning as an educator. And that's, you know, uh, uh, making the best future for those kids that he possibly can, uh, which gets his, gets his gumption up. He's ready to do it. And then the rubber robos drive in <laughs> uh, on their, their fucking, like, hot dog cart, which is the first time that I've heard them refer to it, the baby robo, as shrimplet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, his uh, his sub name is Salami, and they're both great names. Yeah, Salami, because like a baby's just a big old salami when you think about it. Uh, 
and they have a fish theme in the uh, the dub. So like they have a meat theme in the sub and fish themed in the dub. And I'm here for both. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, and they kind of roll in. They're talking about how they're going to tear the whole school apart because when they were in the school, the school wouldn't let them be rock and roll rebels. And uh, they frequently pull guitars out to try and tear, like, just rock the school to death. It's very good. I'm, I'm here for these Yankees. I'm here for these dandy guy robos. Uh, it's very good. Oh, it. Uh, I keep going on these tangents, but it's kind of my job here. Um, so in the sub... <laughs> And the idea is uh, they're just causing trouble. And they go, oh, we can cause trouble here. Let's do it. And then they go, ah, <laughs> this reminds me of my youth. And then we flash to um, the erstwhile leader uh, sitting there. And it shows him, you know, on a bike with hair and everything. And then it zooms down from that. Um, and then we see he's just looking at posters and watching movies. And he's just a big nerd. Because, yeah, I used to watch a lot of punk movies when I was growing up. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's that's fine. He, he's reminiscing about the punk of his childhood that he experienced via watching movies and uh, listening to oh, music. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like fucking. I I grew up in in like r- a rural suburban area. I I grew up in like a su- like a couple of suburb pockets in a rural area that was like fifteen to thirty minutes away from a very small city. Mm-hmm. So like I get it. Like you know, my experience to punk music was like going into town every couple of weeks and spending my hard-earned allowance of cleaning up a, a yard and, like, you know, helping out in ver- our neighbors to, like, buy a Green Day CD or whatever. Like, that's what, that's how I had that connection, so I totally fucking feel it, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so they, they rock and roll, they scream super great rock and roll, and uh, everyone hates it. It's great. I love it. Uh, really relatable. Yeah. And and uh, until uh, uh, fucking, uh, in the until they dub, uh, they're like what? Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, in the dub, they're saying what like uh, like uh, rock and roll robo or like rock a rock a robo or something like that. I for I've forgotten, but it was it was a little catchy. It was kind of good. It was fun and dumb, which is fine. Like uh, the robo robo should be fun and dumb. Uh, just the idea of waxing nostalgic <laughs> against childhood you didn't have. I like I always yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, immediately they uh, they summon drones to shoot children uh, who are protesting. So that's oh well, that, oh, oh you're no you're missing out a very important thing. The PTO goes to attack them first, man to man, and then they summon uh, their their uh, metabots to drone strike the PTO, which I'm 100 percent okay with it when it, when it comes down to it. Like uh, that's fine. Um, that's fair. Um, they then didn't... Icky and the screws who lead the children in a counterattack against the Robo-Robos to stop them from destroying the school, which is when we get the very cool mass row battle. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then we uh, get, I, again, this episode comes with a bunch of bests. We get the best Mr. Referee entrance yet. It's so good. He's got what cardboard, he's got cardboard duplicates of himself that he's like, like marionetted on like one of those things where like if you see like where like one person has like eight like marionettes copied to themselves mm-hmm. on either side that they've rigged up with like just a, a a a line rig so that he can like him and all of his cardboard Mr. Referee duplicates can do the exact same arm movements. It's fucking perfect. It's great. <laughs> oh, it is so good. And I saw that and I had a pause because I was overcome with the warmth in my heart of the idea of this man taking time out of his day to make these cardboard duplicates just in case they come up. 
Like, yeah, just in case he gets into a situation where there's 90 metabots row-battling all at the same time. He had to be prepared for it. <laughs> it's wonderful. So, um, at this point, the uh, principal starts to explain to the PTO how the kids will stand up for what, they're, what they believe in, their school, their freedom, and their friends, the metabots. And basically starts to convince the PTO that, like, you know, well, as they watch these children engage in open street combat with the rubber robos, uh, that, um, you know, this is this is showing that the, the children truly have deep-seated good morals, that the PTO shouldn't worry about it regardless of what they're doing with their free time, that they really truly care about their education, etc., etc. Uh, and this is also when Rakusho steps in. And says that, you know, clearly they should decide this mano a mano with, uh, you know, uh, with a champion battle instead of having all of these metabots fight each other. Uh, which is when Metabi and Samurai uh, go toe-to-toe with um, the Rubber Robo Gang's uh, two land motors, uh, which are the, the two metabots that are driving their car around all of this episode. Yeah, uh, the really cool metabots that uh, transform into F1 vehicles. And, like, it's just, it's a cool design. Um, and You would you would describe them as F1 vehicles? I, I would that's describe them would F1, like? Like, like a Formula One racer. Uh, that's kind of what they look like to yeah, me. Yeah, because to me, they look like lawnmowers that are cop-colored. <laughs> That's just, I think it's like, I get what they're trying to go to in making them look like cars, but they also just look like lawnmowers. Well, I, I, I guess I'm a little more forgiving of a bunch of uh, robots that transform into other robots, so. I, yeah, I will say that the transformation aspect is, is very cool. I mean, you know, I am on a Gundam podcast, like, focusing on Zeta Gundam right now. I cannot, I, you know, that, there's a, there's so many transforming fucking robots in that show. Uh, so I do really appreciate that, but their car form does look like a fucking lawnmower and I love it. I don't, I don't say that to make fun of them. I am very, I am like a seal clapping, watching this lawnmower with missiles drive around and hit other robots. (laughs) I mean, you know what? That would be, I think that would be more fun. Uh, but I think it was just a design choice to make them not too big. Uh, yeah, it's like if they were going to make them like really look like, uh, F1 racers, they'd be they'd probably be a lot longer, and it made sense to shorten them. And it just so happens when you shorten uh, an F1 racing car, it starts to look, look like, like a lawnmower. lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, they're having a bad time with it. It turns out, despite the the crowd of uh, you know they're they're getting rammed a lot, uh, they just they're getting completely outmaneuvered by these two car robots. Um, down to uh, Samurai stepping in to take a hit for Metabi to protect him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crowd of kids cheer them on to victory. Uh, they take them head on for one last stop. Manage, they both manage to catch one of these uh, land motors and then suplex them uh, and completely so destroy them. And they win. Cool. And it's great. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I love a, I love a German suplex. It's always good. <laughs> and okay, as dope as it is that uh, they stood the ground and then suplexed a car that's barreling at them. Um, this is one of the the two big problems I have with the episode. Uh, we'll, we'll finish up and then I'll I'll ask you a question about my other big problem. Uh, yeah. So they they can't outspeed these uh, cars. That was the big issue. Is uh, these cars are too fast for them? Yeah. So they decide, well, let's just brute force it. And then they stood still. 
uh, even though they kept taking the hits multiple times and went flying. But this time they stood the ground and suplexed him, which is fine. Um, Metabi got guns, and those tires are made of rubber. <laughs> I'm just... He also has homing missiles. Uh, I, the samurai I, has a I laser assume. sword that can cut through uh, the car that we see. Because um, we see them shoot and missile and stab uh, after the suplex. So, um, I... Uh, hmm. Here's what I would assume. Uh, is that because Metabots is a children's game, things have been balanced to a certain degree. Uh, so, if they were to try and uh, hit these guys with guns or swords or whatever, they'd be able to dodge them. And if they were try, if they would try to do the self-sacrificial thing of trying to cut them or shoot them as they drive towards them, they would just drive through them. Uh, so the only way to stop them is to let them drive at them like they are defenseless and then grab them and throw them because that is how video games work. I guess probably, uh, they got to cheese those iframes. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got to use the iframes. Uh, uh, the, the other big problem I have in this episode, um, I want to talk about the ethics of the episode and I'm not talking about the protesting, which was morally right. Um, so th- they put. They do, put. Ne- do we want to run through the rest of the episode oh, real yeah, yeah, quick yeah. to get yeah. to to these these ethical questions? Sure, and then I'll I'll pop back to it. Okay, cool. So, um, uh, Rakusho takes off now that everything has has happened. Uh, the PTO are all crying at the beauty of child and Metabot working together. Um, uh, fucking oh god, uh, fucking somebody's like perhaps the me- or the the principal's like perhaps the Metabots touched you emotionally. Or perhaps it's from the tear gas you launched earlier. Ooh. Don't like to hear that. Hate, hate to hear that in the year of 2020, our Lord. Um, the PTO does finally admit that they're wrong, and they'll show more compassion uh, towards metabots and allowing the children to have this kind of like stimulating thing, the stimulating experience of, of, of connection with these other beings. However, uh, they catch... Uh, uh, Mrs. Pimply throttling one of the rubber, rubber robos afterwards for destroying her anti-aging wrinkle cream, at which point uh, the PTO realizes that she is the mastermind of this whole situation and begins to, and basically chases her out of school and that is the the final moment of this, is the, the PTO finally understanding that uh, a big money um, uh, wealthy person has manipulated uh, their their kind of bureaucratic process to her own ends uh, and uh, uh, obfuscated what was the true purpose of their political agenda, uh, which is certainly a, a, a mood for me. Yeah, but, uh, uh, the yes, elderly rich the, person. The episode ends. Uh, the elderly rich person <laughs> used uh, conservative values in order to manipulate a crowd into violence against children. Yeah. Yeah, is that the ethical concern that you had? Because it's definitely the one that I had. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I was looking past that. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that was awful. Uh, my, I have questions about the the way they went about their... Um, so they stole the robots from children, which is bad. Uh, those robots are thinking individuals, so that was kidnapping. Uh, but metabots don't have <laughs> rights, so that's a problem. Um but they were alive and online the whole time, which we could see as they were wriggling in the nets, even while in uh, the gymnasium, which they commandeered from the school without permission, and they don't have rights to the school. So that was another problem. Um, so, like, this entire episode was like, well, why is anyone letting the PTO do this? Uh, 
And then I'm like, what? why didn't the children just teleport the Metabots away? Because the only Metabot that wouldn't work for would be Metabee, right? Uh, so, like, all right. So, uh, a, cu- a couple of things to cover for this point. Um, yes, I totally agree. P- the PTO does not have the authority to do anything that it's doing. And I, th- uh, like, you know, and while, you know, certainly an American elementary or middle school could probably pull this off, given how many things I had confiscated in high school too, given how many like things I had confiscated for bullshit reasons when I was in high school, uh, which were then turned over to my parents to return to me with the assumption that they would give me a hard talking to. And they would just be like, don't do that anymore. Stop listening to your CD player in the morning before school starts, which is the stupidest thing in the fucking world. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, certainly school administration is giving carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they want regarding children, uh, it turns out. Uh, and so the only explanation for this is kind of why Samurai has to come in and give the principal this big pep talk about how he should be acting as le- this person who's, you know, pro-education, uh, is that the principal is ceding too much because, uh, you know, we know he's a good guy. We know he is open to the wills of children. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's probably also ceding a lot of his authority to the PTO as well, which is why they're able to get away with all of this bullshit. Uh, principals um, just want to have fun. That's it. He just wants to play with metabots <laughs> yeah. and hang out. I get it. Um, but as far as the whole metabot situation goes, is it seems like the P- the like in order to teleport your metabot, you have to have your your metal in mm-hmm. the watch. That's right. And they're catching all of these metabots on campus moving about while they already have the metal inside of them, which is presumably why they can't be teleported. Yeah, yeah. I uh, overlooked the metal bit. Um, unusual that so many kids would just let their metabot be awake in their lockers, uh, just hanging out. Uh, I wouldn't like that personally, well, uh, but I get it. I get it. I don't. It's presumably because we can presume it's because all of these metabots are either coming to the playground to play with each other, or like Metabee, they're trying to pursue their own education and being denied it by the PTO, which is pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, they are the greatest monsters in the show, and I will never forgive any of them. I wish the uh, Rubber Robos had better aim. They did tear gas and pepper spray children, so uh, fuck them. <laughs> Jesus. Again, not in the sub. In the sub, uh, the entire time, they're just going, <laughs> wait, let's see how this goes. And then, um, you know, uh, children, we were so, so wrong we will learn, you know, to understand you better. Like, which is great. Uh, there was no violence upon them because they didn't think the children had a say in the matter. So they didn't need to use violence against them, I guess, was the... Also a bad moral, to be fair. But um, it wasn't violent, I guess. Boy, this is a complicated episode. Well, well while we're at school, Mitch, uh, do you want to learn some more Metabots lore and uh, meet your Metamaker? I'm sorry, do you mean steal the rare metal? Oh, okay. That's also a very good episode. Well, that's not. A, that's actually not a very good no, title. No, it is garbage because nobody gets a rare metal stolen. Uh, yeah. Uh, so thematically, as well as comparatively, to meet your meta maker, which is fun to say. Yeah. And also true, as opposed to the false other title. Yeah. Uh, well, we start this episode with the rubber robos doing a dine and dash operation at a noodle shop, um, and. Uh, uh, only managed to escape by uh, slurping up the Naruto fish cakes from their noodles and then spitting them directly into the noodle man's eyes so that they can escape from him. 
Uh, Shrimp Lips uh, calls them a bunch of dorks for stealing noodles instead of doing something truly evil. Um, and uh, convinces them to like take on a, a bigger form of, of theft, at which they all decide, okay, cool, we'll start doing pizza theft, which is right about when the noodle man actually does catch up to them, grabs them, and forces them to perform manual labor in his noodle shop cleaning dishes. Yeah, uh, so my, my note here uh, states, Colin's extremely happy with this escape because Colin loves Naruto. I do. I'm actually, uh, and, uh, you know, I know the joke is, is that I love the anime and the manga Naruto, and I do love the manga Naruto. I don't really have strong feelings about the anime, except for, uh, good, well-known podcast, Church of Nart, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. hallowed be its name. I'm sorry to see it's dead. Uh, please go listen to it. It's one of the best podcasts that's ever been put out. Um, but I'm also, uh, you know, when you go and you get traditional Japanese-style ramen, uh, you know, you, the, the traditional toppings is usually you have some pickled ginger and some scallions and, uh, maybe some, like some pulled pork mm. and some other stuff, Man. but the big, what well, I you did know, not you eat dinner tonight. Piece of nori. Oh, I'm so sorry because this is going to sound really delicious. Uh, and then the last little, little accoutrement for ramen is, um, you have a fish cake. Uh, where you've taken um, kind of like uh, like a white fish, maybe you've colored some of it, you've kind of like uh, uh, p- like you know uh, pounded it into a paste and then formed it into a a caked log, which is frequently uh, kind of like in a spiral shape with uh, a colored and non-colored portion of fish, and then that is kind of like made firm and molded and then sliced and you uh take little those little like discs that you've sliced and you'll put a couple of them in the ramen that's the Mm -hmm. that's the fish cake it's called a naruto because naruto means spiral um it's literally named after after a famous whirlpool like the uzumaki naruto is uh the the whirlpool in the naruto bay basically that's the origin of that (laughs) um uh and so you have these little spirally fish cakes. Uh, they're kind of rubbery. A lot of people really don't like them. They're maybe one of my favorite parts about about ramen. If I'm going to be honest, I I hate like I just I you know they don't have a lot of flavor. The texture's weird, but they soak the broth up really well, mm-hmm. and they're just a fun thing to look at. And I like to eat them. And I yeah, that's it. That that's that's my hot opinion about Naruto's. <laughs> yeah, I I love them in my ramen. But I don't, uh, I don't necessarily eat them. I just visually really like how they look. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I order extra just so I can see them slowly sink down to my ramen as I finish it. Uh, it's not. I will. It's not the best I, thing in the world. But I, yeah. ramen, uh, if we ever get to eat ramen together, you can have my hard boiled egg, and I will eat your ramens for you. But I will let you look at them first. <laughs> <laughs> or my your Naruto's. Excuse me. Uh, Fucking whatever. Okay, cool. So, rubber robos are doing their thing. They get caught. Uh, they head back to their, their hideout to see that someone has broken in because they've, they've left uh, masking tape on the edge of their door and they've seen it's been broken. Uh, and it's turned out that it's a bunch of other, uh, the, the, the low-level rubber robos that have shown up because Shrimp Lips called the rubber robo leader on behalf of the group for how they've been failing. And the rubber robo libra wants to talk with shrimp lips and the leader specifically via his uh, preferred method of communication, um, a closed tr- circuit CRTV. 
It's real good. Uh, which he then tells them that uh, they need to get back on their original mission and do the Rubber Robos proud by stealing some rare metals from Metabots because they have incredible power. <laughs> uh, we had a couple real good jokes here. Um, first of all, love a Death Note reference. I mean, tape on the door, classic Lightly Gummy. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so he goes, the seal has been broken. We got to be careful. Uh, then she immediately goes, you do this every time. <laughs> Which is just, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Good. I love it. You set up a joke and then immediately knock it down saying he does this every time. Um, we see the cat with an HMD. Which means, uh, you know that cat is logged into the world and seducing a wave master like right now, which I'm a big fan of. Um, but I've been calling them Team Rocket this entire time. This is this is Team Rocket. Uh, the boss, first of all, Giovanni, obviously, um, popping in and saying stuff about how you know the true goal is to eradicate the evil of the world and you know take it over and everything. Like that's just Team Rocket. It's real good. Uh, everything about um, about this entire uh, Rubber Robo thing is just wonderfully done. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of a boss only being seen by someone carrying a TV and changing the channel. Like that they that was a classic trope back in the day, and it really needs to make a comeback. Unfortunately, nowadays you can't just kids these days can't just pull out a cell phone and just be live streaming. Like there's there's no majesty there. You have to lug a big old CRT and set it down. That's it. I'm done. That that was the uh, <laughs> that was the uh, the kids these days rant. Just don't understand. No, no, you're valid. Like, cause like the minute that like I like this whole sequence started to happen, it's like okay, this is like Metabots finally buying into the whole like they they've they've had enough episodes come out. They've understood the the Pokemon format, mm-hmm. and they're actually making the Rubber Robos into Team Rocket. Uh, and understanding, like, okay, cool. They can't just be four idiots with a million, like, minions. There has to be some kind of structure of this organization that we're going to find out now, I guess. Yeah. And uh, also, the leader has a cat, because that's just how things yeah, go, I guess. Dr. Claw. <laughs> uh, so, the, the best part is, like, the boss is on TV, and then he goes, wait, I thought I was the boss. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I love the idea of this guy didn't realize he joined a gang. I, I, he's stupid enough to believe that. But the idea of um, a guy, or, or yeah, is a good. Well, it's it's uh it's it's Yakuza voice, uh you know, um rubber robo leader, uh a rubber robo uh, uh affiliate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's he's certainly the leader of their individual gang, but like he's still subservient to a greater, bigger boss. That is fair. That is a good interpretation, and it's not the one I made canon in my brain here. I made him <laughs> um, dumber than he was. Anyways, we transfer over to Meta B winning another fight against Cyan Dog, because Cyan Dog fucking sucks. Um, uh, Icky wants to go for another round, uh, but Meta B doesn't because Icky is playing too defensively, which is making Meta B take a lot of hits, and it's kind of like his body that's paying for it. Um, which is, you know, speaking into this this issue that Icky and Meta B have of, you know, uh, is Icky really a tactical genius or not? Is he just kind of like playing with, uh, you know, uh, Metabee's kind of health? Uh, or is Metabee really like, would Metabee better, be better off as like a, a lone fighter? Does he actually have the abilities to uh, uh, not have to deal with like Icky's complicated plans, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, when some old guy who looks like Rick and Morty uh, shows up and takes an interest in Metabee. 
Uh, he offers to take Mickey and Manaby under his wing as apprentices, uh, but they run away because he is very creepy about it. I mean, he, this is total stranger danger. Uh, the sub is a little bit drier, again, obviously, uh, than the dub. And uh, he's just he's just a rambling old man who's picking and choosing just whatever he's talking about at any point in time. So he does offer to train them, but he goes, oh, but I don't know if your bodies can take it. And then he's talking about Iggy, he's talking about the day, he's talking about different things, and then they just run. And it's it's a good bit. It is very good. Um, uh, we do, the, the, the sad thing is, uh, you know, they, they do run away, and they run back to Iggy's house, only to find that Spike, uh, having no willpower at all, has led uh, has led this this person back to Icky's house, who's already waiting there and talking to Icky's mom when they arrive. It's real good. Uh, we also find out uh, Koji is here because it turns out that the old man is Koji's doctor, and he's looking for his doctor. Um, we find out that he is Doctor Aki, who invented who invented Metabots, mm-hmm. and we also find out he's Karen's uncle because Karen shows up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it's so we heard uh, right off the bat that Karen was uh, in uh, the daughter of an uh, she was an heiress to a giant corporation, and her dad ran a big thing. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing the dad runs the Metabot company, and her uncle's just the brilliant this man behind it. This is what we it. could assume. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so Kochi just runs up and goes, "I heard the professor was here," and he goes, "Oh, there he is, professor." And he goes, "What are you doing here, Icky?" He goes, "I live here." He goes, "Huh." Weird, and <laughs> just runs in anyway. Koji, yeah. this is a and good Icky's Koji like, episode. What are you talking about? This is my house. <laughs> this is a very good Koji episode, uh, especially later on. Uh, real quick, so uh, yes, does the uh, so they just call him the Metabot Professor this entire time, which is very Professor Oak. Uh, but I knew his name was uh, Doctor Aki from the video games, uh, which is yeah. They weird. exclusively call him Doctor Aki in the um. Uh, in the dub, like when Koji runs in, he literally asks, "Is there a doctor in the house?" And then finds out there's, that that he's here. And it's like they they never call him a professor or anything like that. He is simply a doctor whose name is Aki, who also invented Metabots. Yeah, he's um the yeah uh the Metabot professor, which is obviously an Oak reference. Um, he's also really obsessed with coconut pudding. Uh, he offered to train Aki originally for the price of three coconut puddings. And then he asked uh, the difference. Yeah. Uh, the difference in the dub is he he's obsessed with butterscotch pudding, which I guess is just a more accessible thing in the West. That's what people think about when they think about pudding that tastes good. And you know what? Butterscotch is better than coconut when it comes to pudding. Uh, my wife does love butterscotch pudding. Like, I know that. I know that for a fact. Uh, <laughs> She's got good taste. Um. But yeah, he does offer their apprenticeship for butterscotch pudding. Uh, they fight back and forth, but eventually end up at the Seven Eleven eating butterscotch pudding, ready ready to get this this apprenticeship in the way. But it turns out that Henry is the one that paid for all the butterscotch pudding um, because it uh, Henry was uh, Doctor Aki's original um, uh, apprentice, but Henry couldn't stick it out through the training and left before it was finished. I wonder what's up with that. Oh. Um- so in the sub, Henry goes, well, why did I have to pay for everything? Because we're friends, right? We're friends. He goes, well, I guess you could call it that. And then he explains uh, that Henry was an apprentice, but he's also a really big wuss. So he quit right away. <laughs> so Henry's like, I'm not a big wuss. Stop okay. calling me a wuss. And he goes, yeah, he's a big wuss. Which is just. 
That, yeah, I mean, that, that checks out. Like, you know, um, if Henry wasn't a big wuss, then obviously he would be a contender for the, um, uh, the, who the Phantom Renegade was. I mean, he gets but scared because in heights he is and bushes. A big scaredy cat. Yeah. He cuts yeah, himself. He's a big constantly. scaredy cat, which means he can never be one. Yeah. He, yeah. Constantly knocks his head into things. Like, can't possibly be the Phantom Renegade at all. Oh, no. Um, cannot be retort. Uh, so that's, yeah, glad to get that out of the way. Um, uh, here's the thing. Meta B doesn't think that he needs any training at all. Uh, he thinks that he simply, you know, uh, just, it, uh, if we relied on his strengths of speed and shooting things, they'd be fine. Uh, but Dr. Aki is like, no, you don't understand. Uh, the strength of a, of a Metabot uh, comes down to their Metafighter's ability to command them and uh, asks to borrow Cyan Dog from Spike. And uh, challenges Meta B, to which Meta B says that he's ready to get or let's get Meta busy is exactly what he says. Um, Yeah. And then uh, uh, again, come back from commercial. He says another uh, Meta Meta Boobop or whatever. I can't fucking remember. Uh, And uh, Dr. Aki presumed throws a bone, a literal whole ass bone, which directs Sand Dog to run and hit Meta B in the face, and then proceeds to just give a bunch of dog commands, which uh sees Meta B trounced in a trash can and Cyan Dog standing over top of him pointing a, a gun at his face, which has Meta B surrender. Yeah. Um, uh, real Inuyasha yeah. vibes. That's three animes so far in this four animes if we count Pokemon. So many animes. Is that Pokemon's not an anime? That's a that's a video game. Uh, you know this. It's a card game. Uh, <laughs> it's a card game. You can't play in school. <laughs> can't play it in school. You can watch anime in school though. They, they're not stopping me from doing that. Um, Aki tells Metabi that he can't win with power and speed alone, um, and gets him and Icky to agree to train them. Uh, Metabi still doesn't want any part of it technically. Um, uh, but they they go to Aki's uh, mansion and start and you know has Iki and Metabi start to dust and clean the whole thing. Um, Iki thinks it's a whole Karate Kid situation. Uh, in the dub, mm-hmm. he explicitly references waxing a car mm-hmm. and how that l- made them learn karate moves. Metabi is confused because they're not trying to learn karate; they're trying to be better, uh, trying to learn how to be meta, uh, better meta fighters. Uh, and uh, eventually thinks that uh, Metabi is only doing this so Icky can impress Karen because Karen is also here cleaning this mansion because it's her uncle, her uncle's mansion, and she loves to clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but Neutron Nurse convinces him to stay by revealing that Koji and Similadon are also here in cleaning. Um, and to to see how like to show him how like legit this is and how you know you need to do this to be able to fight your rival, blah 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 blah. And we also find out that Koji is deathly afraid of bugs because a spider drops down and scares him very badly. Um, Such a good face out again, of Koji. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's my here's my pet theory. Um, Karen isn't here cleaning just because it's her hobby. It's because since she's been trained by the inventor of Metafighters, she this is just a part of her training, and this is why she is truly the the legendary Metafighter and why she is undefeatable. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's uh, a that's my my personal pet idea. Uh, that's the what I think this episode has led me to believe. <laughs> There's another theory here you're uh, overlooking. A better theory. Oh, Karen's a Metabot. Oh, um, I mean. She's got that kick-ass pink limo. Show me the evidence. Give me the receipts. I don't... All right. Um, So the best thing about uh, theories and opinions is I don't have to back them up, and you have to accept them as uh, possible (laughs) truth. Um, This is America, Colin. Uh, 
But I'm just saying. So her uncle um, loves loves her. Uh, super great inventor of metabots. Uh, a little crazy. What's to say he's not going to invent a niece? Uh, she gets so much food, but she doesn't eat it. You know. You know. Uh, I, that, she that's loves what to clean. I was about to say. Like I. Yeah. Uh, everyone loves her, and she's an undefeated meta fighter. What what better meta fighter for a uh, meta nurse than a uh, metabot herself? And obviously, uh, meta nurse is there to keep an eye on Karen just in case something goes wrong. You need a good, strong, caring bot there. This is true. Meta nurse can heal both man and metabot. Uh, and I think I think the fact that Karen presumably does not actually eat is maybe the strongest evidence for this um the only thing that we know that she eats is shitty candy from the 7-eleven and that certainly doesn't have any nutritional value so she's probably just doing it for fucking whatever's sake uh just keep keep it in mind this is uh we do a lot of theory crafting with retort on this show but uh watch out i i'm leaning towards some of these humans ain't real human we'll find out we'll find out one day Maybe this is why Sam is such a big Neutrino Nurse fan. I guess we'll find out eventually. <laughs> they're uh, uh, they're new type metabots. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Karen, Icky, Koji, and their metabots carrying groceries for Dr. Aki. And they see Rakusho uh, ne- next to the river. Dr. Aki runs to introduce himself. Uh, they have a mysterious time together. Dr. Aki recognizes Rakusho. Rakusho seems to recognize Dr. Aki's like reputation. Um, and then suddenly Neutrino Nurse gets captioned, captured by a giant spider metabot named Spidar, and Kochi freaks out over it. Uh, but it turns out that the Robo Robos have come to capture Neutrino Nurse, thinking that she has a rare metal, and they take her to a junkyard to extract her metal by hitting her with a giant hammer. Um, oh, real good. Only for, uh, uh, shrimp lips to do so and find out that the rare metal is not actually rare. All right. Uh, so in this sub, it's shoot spider. Uh, okay. It's a great design. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a real big fan of um, the uh, the archetypical uh, Japanese spider being like yellow and green with stripes. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah. Spinarak was one of the, the best. The thing Pokemon. I love about him is he's so, uh, the thing I love about him is he's so big. He's like maybe one of the biggest metabots we've mm-hmm. ever seen. He is large. He is huge. <laughs> it, it's like uh, something out of um, Ghost in the Shell here. Uh, real, real good design yeah. here. Um, but the best part of the uh, okay, the hammer is probably the best part of the the metal retrieval process. But uh, then yeah. holds it up to the sky and says, "Boss, I offer this up to you." Uh, the cloud swirl and a beam of light absorbs the metal. And then spits it back down, going, "That's not a rare metal, you idiot!" And yeah, like, <laughs> like literally shock shrimp lips with like a lightning bolt for like deigning to give him a metal that quote unquote you could buy at a department store. <laughs> it, it's wild. Uh, the The reason they grabbed Nutri Nurse, uh, Saint Nurse the Nasty, um, is uh, <laughs> a, apparently they thought it was the professor's uh, metabot. I keep wanting to say Pokemon. Uh, they thought it was the professor's metabot, yeah. therefore it would be rare. But Yeah, well, no, uh, uh, again, Mitch, this is lining up with your theory. Why would they think that Neutronurse was Dr. Aki's metabot unless they presumed that Karen was a metabot as well? I mean, I'm not necessarily <laughs> agreeing with that. Uh, I, I think they've seen the other two metabots uh, frequently, um, and this is the only other metabot that was hanging out with the professor. 
when they were trying to steal something. Yeah. But, you know, hey, anything that makes me right, I agree with. Yeah. Well, I, I also think this makes it, if if you presumed that Dr. Eki had two metabots, Karen and Neutrinurse, Neutrinurse not have any effective, uh, uh, you know, uh, offensive capabilities, mm-hmm. clearly the one you want to steal. If you steal, if you try and steal Karen, you're going to get into, into a lot of trouble with her tactical genius and presumably fold out laser cannons. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely real Astro Boy time here. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it. She's got head missiles. She has to. Yeah. Um, but Mr. Referee does bungee cord down like a spider. Um, and we get to the match proper as, uh, uh, you know, uh, Icky and Metabi come in to save the day. Um, real quick. The spider comes in. Real quick. This is the last thing that, uh, that matters in my notes, but it's, uh, (laughs) um, so ref bungee's in and then the subtitles are upside down in my copy. Oh, that's so <laughs> Everything good. he says for the rest of the sh- the episode is upside down. I, now, God, I know that's... That's good. I know that's, that's good, not yeah. the show, but I'm throwing that in there because it made me really happy. No, that that is that is a good, smart thing for, for the localizer to do. Uh, professional subtitlers take note. Uh, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, and really honestly, good. like once you get used to it, it's not even that hard to read. Uh, I can read upside down and backwards. Uh, oh, yeah, and, absolutely. You know... That's technically from being trained on how to use a movable type letterpress, but I'm sure anybody else can do it. It's fine. Um, anyways, Spidar comes in with their arachnoblaster and glues Metabi in place with webbing. Um, Icky finds out that their cleaning wasn't training at all. Uh, just Dr. Aki just needed his mansion cleaned, and it was taking that as payment. Um, but it turns out uh, that... In the end, uh, the rubber robos accidentally left all of Spidar's actual weapons at home. They just have the web blaster to capture people with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're at a standstill. Uh, Dr. Aki tries to convince Icky to just like let it cause a draw and walk away. Um, but Icky won't give up. Uh, Icky and Metabi both feel like they got into this fight. They're only gonna, they're either gonna walk out winners or they're gonna walk out losers, but they're gonna finish the fight. Hashtag Halo Master Chief. Um, Icky tells Metabi to fire the homing missiles at himself. Uh, managed to convince him to do that, and they do. It blows all the webbing off of Metabi, and then Metabi finishes off Spidar with his laser cannons, mm-hmm. and we have saved the day. <laughs> uh, I, I love how frequently uh, how frequently Icky's uh, instructions to Metabi are like, hey, do this thing that's really going to hurt yourself because it could give us an advantage. <laughs> uh, it, it's real good. Um, in the sub, the reason um, they didn't want to let it do a draw uh, was leading towards the fact that it was uh, more likely that they would have to give up their metal or a part to the rubber robos they would have to exchange something because they would both be considered losers which the rules of this meta game is so interesting i wish i had a printed list because i just keep learning more and more about this game it's like okay you both lose here's here's the thing it makes sense so that way people don't just challenge people to fights all the time um, yeah because there's a very low chance of you actually winning like it's real cool and also like like, presumably, like, a draw isn't going to happen all that often. It's going to be very difficult to get into a chess draw or whatever or or get into a situation. Like, the only reason we're in, we even think that there's going to be a draw is because one of one of the meta teams is so stupid that they literally forgot to put a, a weapon on their metabot right. that could actually uh, take another metabot out. To defend the Robo-Robos <laughs> and the sub 
They didn't forget to put uh, any offensive parts on there. Just they didn't have room to because they had to put all this capture equipment okay, on there, yeah. which makes more sense. But the dub making them look stupid That's makes, true, yeah. makes a lot of sense there as well. Yeah. Um, oh, man, which just the and the, here's the thing is like, honestly, like Icky calling a draw probably would have been a pretty good idea to begin with because Icky has plenty of parts that he doesn't use. He could trade any number of parts away. And the thing that we know about the rubber robos is uh, the thing that they have that they are flush with is metals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Icky could have gotten a second metal to have a second metabot. Uh, like you know, like he, he could he could have, he could have played this pretty well. But also, uh, we know that Icky and, and Meta B are they're the they're the the OG team. We're never going to have anybody else, and they're both hard-headed, stupid, stubborn assholes. And you know they're gonna they're gonna do it. And so I I get how things play out. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I I don't know if actually uh, if Icky could have given away one of his other parts. I think it might have to be an active part in the battle. That would be really interesting. Again, I need a printed list of these rules. I looked it up. I tried. I went to Japanese fan club websites looking this up, and I could not find a. A printed list. Maybe I need to dive through some old forum posts or something. I I think we can confirm that because in like one of the first episodes, the part that um, Icky wins off of Sam is the bok choy arm, despite that not being equipped to Pepper Cat for that fight. So I think we can we can solidly confirm that. Yeah, but Sam also cheats. <laughs> I mean, it's true. You know, it seems like Mr. Referee is not too concerned with the meta part trade aspect of this whole thing. So, uh, you know, Mr. Referee um, cares about we'll, we'll two see things. How it plays out. Uh, the honor of a good fight, but more importantly, the showmanship. Yeah, the the entrance is a very important him. Um, but we're past the entrance. We're at the end of the fight. Uh, they put the coin back in Neutrino Nurse. Uh, who is, you know, excited to have her conscience back again, hugs Karen and says nurse like a Pokemon, which I cannot fucking get over. Um, <laughs> it's a Pokemon and episode. And then they continued. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they then torment Koji with more spiders. Um, and uh, Dr. Aki reflects on the situation foreshadowingly, uh, just kind of like lamenting how the rubber robos are only going to get more intense on trying to steal uh, rare metals. Which, who who knows who has a rare metal? I certainly can't think of two characters we know who have rare metals. Uh, 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 <laughs> the, the foreshadowing in the sub is even stronger. So um, when we see the, uh, the boss of the Robo Robos, uh, it looks to be an old man, I, I believe. To me, it looked like an old man. Um, yeah, yeah, he reads as an old man. Yeah. And then uh, Dr. Aki at the end of this episode goes, Ah, so the Robo-Robos finally decided to actively search out rare metals. I've been waiting for this. Which means he's got a history. Could could Robert, could could Dr. Aki be the Phantom Renegade? Oh. Oh, maybe that's why maybe that's why the training was so hard on Henry. Henry, a fine upstanding young citizen, couldn't couldn't handle that life of crime. Yeah, it, it explains why we keep thinking that Henry is the Phantom Renegade. It's because he was no, potentially thinking. being trained by the Phantom Renegade, but just couldn't cut it. Um, and, and you know, secretly, you know, the Phantom Renegade has been looking after Henry this whole time and coming in to rescue him at the last minute and all these times that we thought that Henry was actually the Phantom Renegade. I can't believe we've blown this wide open. I can't. Oh, no. 
Mitch, oh no. Oh no? If the Phantom Renegade is Dr. Aki, and the Phantom Renegade is also Icky's dad, then that means... <laughs> and if the Phantom Renegade is also Icky's mom, that means that Icky and Karen are related, and they can't possibly be in love. Unless... We entered into a nasty incest situation. Unless... Karen's a robot. Solves every problem. Unless Karen's a robot, and then, oh, yeah, no, okay, cool, all right, sick, yeah, all right, yeah, we're good, we're fine. Yeah. Everything's okay. And also, uh, Koji might uh, be... We found we found out the next isekai plot. Uh... <laughs> I'm Mark my words, someone's going to be a robot, or and some <laughs> robot's going to be a person. Like, that's just how it, it, it works. I, I'm a big fan of uh, artificial intelligence and their rights. And if you have to masquerade them as a person in order to get them any respect, sometimes they just have, you have to do it in a backwards world in the 22nd century. Hey, what if Icky was the robot? Uh, what if that's the reason that he and Metabi don't get along? So then well? uh, Professor Aki would be a genius for creating the world's first robot that sucked. <laughs> just the world's <laughs> shittiest robot. Congratulations. Oh, man. Uh, I had to get one in. What you know? Yeah, no, you're good. You're fine. Uh, what some great episodes? We got some good world building in these episodes. I'm happy to hear it. Uh, <laughs> nice reprieve from our current hell world of thinking of a different world where we have to think about the laws of robot fighting. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, instead of living in our own hell world, we had to deal with uh, politics and uh, strikes and protests and violence against protesters. And then uh, in the second one, uh, we had to do the work for old people uh, with little to no reward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, I will definitely... Uh, let's see. When is this episode going to come out? You, um, you'll have a poop tooth. Uh, yeah, I'll <laughs> hopefully have a poop tooth by the time this episode comes out. But also... Um, uh, I will be one day away from being out of contract from a PAC. Uh, so I guess I'm safe enough to say that um, everyone should uh, definitely be prepared to do a, a general strike uh, in case uh, you know Trump will not uh, relinquish or agree to a peaceful exchange of power. Um, and just in general, uh, 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 stop embracing electoralism. Find other ways to, to generate power politically. Uh, like, I don't know. Uh, metabots can have guns, so can you. It's fine. It's great. Uh, but you know, uh, take the streets, peacefully protest. Uh, let's let's get out there and fight for what we believe in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, join join the DSA. Uh, get involved with um, you know, a local union group. Uh, get to know your neighbors. Make sure they're taken care of. I got a couple old old ladies that live next to me. I would be you know, political action is sometimes going to get groceries and medicine for them it's okay it's fine there's a lot of different things you can do okay cool uh i haven't been able to talk about fucking politics uh publicly for months now so here we are how's it going mitch where can people find you on the internet <laughs> uh they can find me at big bad beetle boy uh on twitter uh that's gonna be the best case i am not private speaking of uh unleashing your privates colin uh, hi, you can find me on most social media at Pagetish, P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. Uh, I am mostly not funded by a political action committee anymore, so you can find me publicly on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can also find the podcast at both MetaWatch, M-E-D-A-W-A-T-C-H, and MetaRotch, M-E-D-A-R-O-T-C-H. Um, again, great stuff on both those feeds. Uh, you can 
Give us a five-star review on iTunes. I don't know if people still fucking do that. It's fucking whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, I give a yeah, shit. I love uh, attention. Please. <laughs> Even if you're just DMing me attention, like, I will take it. I need it. Yeah. It's Listen, what I live I off of. I don't know if we need the algorithm to work for us, because if you search Metabots podcast, we're the only thing that comes up. So that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't care about my uh, SEO. I, I care about me yeah. like just just message me and say hey you guys are doing a great job i love colin he's funny i uh yeah you know i, yeah, I love mitch yeah, yeah, yeah. could use some um, work yeah um oh man uh <laughs> mitch i'm too burnt out i'm too burnt out <laughs> in this episode what the fuck are we doing 